Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Recently, we asked if there was anyone in particular that our listeners would like us to interview. One of the answers stood out to us. It was from a member of our Facebook group, Rick Fravor. Rick suggested that we interview an artist who is sight impaired. And that is not a subject that we've ever touched on before. So, of course, we thought it was a great idea. But we decided, well, why not interview Rick himself? After all, he's an artist and he's sight impaired. Perhaps Rick is the one to inspire other people who are physically disadvantaged in some way to just have a go. Rick hasn't let his sight impairment stop him from making art. And today he talks about how art has enriched his life. Rick, first of all, before we even start, I want to say thank you so much for coming on today. So, um, oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, well, we've, we'd love to know, first of all, how did you first get into art? Um, well, I think it's kind of the story of everybody. Like, they start drawing when they're a kid, and even after I found out that I was visually impaired, my mom, my mom would see me drawing, and she would be super impressed with how much detail was in it even as a kid and um that's kind of how I got started and I really didn't pick back up on that until college it was kind of a I I went to school for architecture at first and um I I transferred to another school and it was different so I I found myself taking art type of extracurricular kind of things and um, that's kind of how I got back into art. And then I switched my major into digital art. So uh, I ended up doing that. And the painting thing just kind of came along afterwards. So the digital art, did they actually teach you that at college? What sort of thing were you doing? Yeah, um, it started off, it was basically a Photoshop class. And um, they were teaching us the ins and out of Photoshop and how to, like, do composite imaging like oh, yeah. taking snippets out of different images and putting them into one cohesive scene and then it got more into like using a Wacom tablet and drawing in Photoshop and that's a lot of what I do now. So you are sight impaired is that something you've always had from birth is it something that's happened more recently and what can you see compared to someone with standard vision? Um, so it's, it's very difficult when someone asks what I can see and what I can't, but I'll start with the previous part of the question. So I think it started from birth because I was born with a brain tumor and they didn't find that out until I was taking the, you know, the typical entrance exams for like eye exams for kindergarten. So they, they said, you should go to an optometrist and stuff. So the optometrist found a blockage, and they sent me to a neurologist. And um, long story short, apparently I was supposed to be a twin that didn't develop because they found, like, hair and bone fragment in the tumor. 
So yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, I've actually gotten a lot of benefit from being sight impaired. Like, for example, well, I got a full ride to college, and they covered all but my last year. And then this current art exhibition I'm in um, is touring the state of Ohio, and it's specifically for people with disability. And um, that's another benefit. But as far as what I can and can't see, um, pretty much I can see larger objects from a distance. So I can't drive because basically to see a speed limit sign would be next to impossible for me as as I'm moving down the road. Because something to do with how the text like blurs together at a distance so it's it's difficult to explain but yeah because I mean you get some people obviously you know people like myself who have a reasonably good vision and often we find ourselves squinting to try not to see as well so we can get the big shapes and tones but it must it must be so difficult um it's just interesting for me to understand you know how you got into this yeah um Honestly, I just, I've adapted over the years so easily that it's just kind of been a learning process. And um, I I got started painting because of Bob Ross, pretty much. <laughs> but, and I know that's kind of a cliche thing now, but I started painting kind of like Bob Ross, but now I'm I'm finally getting to where I'm putting more meaning and it's not just a pretty picture anymore. So a lot of sight impaired people would assume that art wasn't an option for them, or that's what we imagine they would assume anyway. So what made you realize that it, it was a possibility for you? Um, I don't know. I guess I guess it's kind of back to Bob Ross again. He kind of makes everybody feel like they're able to paint. And, and I think it's partially, um, you know, something you're born with, the creative bug and but it's also, you know, trainable where, you know, you start drawing and it's not perfect, obviously. But I think that any person, let alone disabled person, and just a disclaimer, I hate that term. Mm, mm. <laughs> I just think, you know, people with disabilities are able to adapt easier because they've had to their whole lives. and. I think just doing art is another it's a way to express it and it's you know the disability is a good thing to fall back on for you know art themes and and ways to express yourself well didn't they say i think was it monet that he painted some of his famous works was it the lily i can't remember what the name of it is but didn't he paint that when he'd lost a lot of his vision they reckon that was why it was so loose oh, i didn't know that well. but monet yeah. is one of my favorites i think ah. you're talking about the haystacks aren't you because he did a series and i i always found it interesting that monet's paintings they just got more beautiful as his sight actually deteriorated because he had cataracts didn't he yeah and and the, the later on in his work you see you know, and you see his paintings, the more, I don't know, they're just more beautiful. It's really strange. but yeah. More yeah. impressionistic, aren't they? Because yeah. he couldn't see the detail. Yeah. I actually I know, thought it was the haystacks. It could have been the lilies, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it just goes to show, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I love so his work, and I, mm. I'm trying to, well, 
I posted that one painting of the the flower in the woods, and that was that was inspired by that really. So whereabouts do you find your inspiration then? Because you you do landscapes a lot, don't you? Yeah, yeah. and honestly, a lot of it um, comes straight out of my imagination. Like yeah. wow, I've done, so that's interesting. So you're doing landscapes from your imagination. You're not sitting outside on your easel or looking at photograph. Uh, sometimes I will take from photographs, but a lot of the times I'll just have an image pop into my head and I'm like, oh, I got to paint that. And I'll take, like, bits and pieces from, like, photos to, you know, to get the details right and whatnot. But mm. but I'll mainly come up with the idea in my head first. So uh, what is your process once you've got an idea? Because uh, there you said you've, you know, you've come up with it in your head. Yeah. Do you sketch it out and do you use any special equipment to help you see things better if you are using reference or anything? So, um... A lot of the times I'll be sketching them out in my on my phone because I have um, the Samsung Note phones and uh, I've had them ever since I first got my first one. Basically, there's there's a stylus built into the phone and I just take it out and there's like an oil paintbrush in the in the Notes um, app. So it gives me the opportunity to get that like soft blend. But I usually, since my phone's always on me, it's a good opportunity to sketch something down when I have it in my head. So do you ever use a sketchbook and a pencil, or are you always I doing do. that digitally? Oh, you do. So tell us what's in your sketchbook then, because I don't know about you, with me, I do a lot of still life paintings, but in my sketchbook, and obviously I paint realism in my sketchbook I'm complete opposite I'll do a lot of people um never landscapes but a lot of people and very very loosely so I'm just interested to know what kind of thing is in your sketchbook so I rarely sketch out landscapes in my sketchbook that's Um, interesting most of the time most of the time it's either like little characters that I've come up with or it's that's a lot of it really but (laughs) Um, sometimes I'll have like some graphic designy type of ideas and I'll jot those down. I, I've actually, since listening to the podcast, I've had an interest in urban sketching. So I want to, I really want to get out and do that. I actually created a Facebook group for it. Oh, wow. For, for my local area. And I've gotten some people to join, but no one to like actually go out yet oh it's so hard to get people to actually go yeah. out <laughs> yeah because you tried so that didn't tricky. you tara i did yeah. yeah i suppose it's finding the people local to you as well isn't it where you can all meet in one place but also at the moment with the yeah. pandemic and everything it's been almost impossible to go anywhere hasn't it to be honest so True. you know i think everyone's afraid to do anything until this is sort of over really but True. um oh that's really interesting then because you know I'm going back to what you were saying about you paint your landscapes and you you sketch characters um, and you you're interested in urban sketching you've got a whole variety of things then that you have to do yeah I'm just all about art in general Mm. and I just love anything Mm. artistic and a lot of my digital stuff is like characters and stuff like that 
So what are, they, what are the characters? Are they for stories you've created? or? Um, actually, recently I've been working on a story. Um, so it's it's going to be a children's book that I, I actually have the written form of it down. I just had to proofread it and stuff. But it's going to be about a blind raccoon that <laughs> loses his mom. Yeah. And um, and then he's gonna have to like use his hearing and his smell and his touch to find his way back. So it's kind of like a cool little message for anyone with a disability. But are you gonna are you gonna actually make it tactile as well, the book, or is it just gonna be? You know, I thought paper? about doing um, at some point down the line, at least doing like a braille book, because yeah. I actually. Um, I learned Braille back in kindergarten. So do you, do you read, like, can you read normal text, you know, well enough? Or do you, you read Braille now? Usually I use large print. Right. But, um, yeah, I I haven't read Braille for a while. But um, otherwise, I, I did have an idea that I called the Jane Gang. And I came up with these little characters to go along with it. And I want to write a book for it. But I... I I'm not a very good author. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole different thing. Um, you need it? to pair up with yeah. someone. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's four little dolls that I come up with. That, um, so there's a pilot, and that's called Plain Jane. And then there's a deer. Oh, Jane I thought Plain Joe. Jane is in is in not very pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like the play on words kind of thing <laughs> that I was going for. Yeah. But then, like, uh, I did a deer that's, like, Jane Doe. Oh, I love and, it. Very clever. Uh, cowgirl that's Calamity Jane. Oh, and then I did a Army G.I. Jane girl. So, oh, cute. yeah, it's a cute little story idea I come up with, and I, I just, I, I need a writer. <laughs> You should ask in our group because there's quite a few people that like writing in there. You might find someone. Yeah, to collaborate with you. A lot of people have actually done that and they've written poetry books together. um, That would be cool. Yeah, you should. You should definitely 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 ask ask in the group. So do you do any of this art? Do you actually do it professionally as well? Um, That's like the end goal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Right now I work in a print shop. It's kind of weird, but I make... Like, I print banners and and signs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I work on this giant printing machine, and that's my day job, but I squeeze the art in where I can. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you how often you spend, you know, painting. How much time of your week do you actually get to spend on your art? Uh, I'm so tired by the time I get home. Yeah. I usually just grab my iPad and do my digital yeah. stuff. So, um the painting usually I save for the weekends. Yeah. What mediums do you use when you paint, apart from your digital? Uh, I use acrylic. Um, right. But I've I've grabbed like uh, the stay wet mediums and the thickening mediums. Like, so I'm I'm actually gonna start experimenting now with some more 3D elements in my paintings. Cool. Um, so I'd like to start with like an impressionistic. Um, like blurred out background or like pointillism type background and then um, work up to the foreground being like full three-dimensional. So when you do your art then, obviously you're working at arm's length to begin with, but then do you 
find yourself having to step right back to sort of see the thing, thing as a whole. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, usually I'll take a picture of whatever I'm working on with my phone from mm. far back, and then I can... I use my phone a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I... I zoom in with it all the time. I I just I use pictures of things to like step back from it. It's it's a definite adaptation type thing. Mind you, I think we all use our phone like that. I mean, yeah. I know I often use the phone to test out ideas as well because you can paint a bit of it and then try something digitally before you actually really do it. I don't know if you do that as well. Um. No, but that's a great idea. I didn't <laughs> See, I'm rubbish at digital art. Absolutely terrible. I've got Procreate on my iPad Pro. Oh, uh, I love and, Procreate. Yeah, and I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't. It's like Bambi on ice trying to use that eye, that <laughs> pencil on the. I just, I just feel like I've got no control. And, that's um, a even, great analogy. <laughs> and, and it's like um, Photoshop. A lot of artists, you know, are, are really into Photoshop. I haven't got a clue how to use Photoshop. I wish I did because, you know, I love this idea of being able to mash up photographs to create this perfect um, image to work from. It just, yeah. I just can't take it in because I'm not techno, if this is a word, techno, technologically minded, if you know what I mean. I'm very much hands on. Oh, like tech savvy. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, honestly, I learned a lot of what I know of Photoshop on YouTube. Mm. And, I think that's a good um, idea, actually, because I bought a book called uh, called um, uh, Photoshop for Dummies, and clearly I'm not as as uh, intelligent as a dummy, yeah, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> because I just looked at it and thought, this is making no sense to me. But you're so right. You know, sometimes when you actually see someone or, you know, in your case, listen to what someone's doing, that you can then, you know, you can then do it yourself, can't you, actually, having in the process. Yeah, and they have, like, these these effects that they they try and like like there was a flame effect on text and mm. but they they walk you through like step by step like oh you go to click on this menu and and go to this spot and do yeah. this and set it to this percent and I'm like oh so it's it's very like laid out for you kind of thing so it's really I, I think that just in time learning is better as well isn't it so instead of like trying to wade through a manual if you know oh i need to know how to do this yeah you just go and look that bit up don't you yep yep have um, you ever tried definitely. um out of interest have you ever tried sculpture because that's sort of see using your I, hands i would love to try sculpture mm. i haven't yet i i actually had signed up for a pottery class in college but then I I quickly quickly realized that it was going to be way more time consuming than I had time for. So you mentioned before that you really like Monet. Are there any other artists you admire, either past or present? Um, Obviously, apart from Sandra. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I I actually am a fan of Picasso. Yeah. Um, because of the, I I think his art is very thought-provoking, you know, because it's like a puzzle. You're trying to deconstruct and then re-piece together, but it's also very visually stimulating. Like, so what, what vision I do have uh, is pretty much I use it to its fullest kind of thing, you know what I mean? 
So do you like to distort things or would you rather draw things, you know, as you see them even? Um, that's a good question. Just thinking, as you said about Picasso, and obviously he does a lot of, he started off quite realistic, but then the more and more he distorted things and, and played with things. I think I'm, I'm starting to get to that experimental phase in my painting where I'm not just going for pure realism. Mm. Like, I want to try to start, you know, abstracting the figure and stuff like that. I just, it's hard to put into words sometimes. I'm interested to know how you deal with color. Do you see color as, you know? Oh, yeah. You do? I see so color perfectly. Oh, that's good then, because I was just wondering about that. You know, what, what would that mean if you didn't? It's funny, actually, because my husband's colorblind, and I often wonder how he sees, because hmm. he can't see the difference between red and green. And whereas I'll see a, a green field full of poppies and they're really, you know, sticking out. Yeah. They're really standing out to me. He's like, I can't see any poppies. <laughs> I just oh. find that really strange. So, you know, I paint these green bottles and, and I'm like, well, how do you see it then? And he's like, well, I see tone. They're just the same tone to me. It's strange. It's, right. It's, it'd be very interesting putting, putting some glasses on to see how other people see, you know. That would but, be cool. Yeah. I know that- I think they've had like some VR programs where they've tried to do that. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing something where they, um, I think it's people couldn't see and they put these little things on their tongue. It was very, very weird. Oh. Um, and they somehow had a camera attached to these little sensors on the tongue and they'd send the message to your brain somehow. And people could start see it. These were people who were like really, you know, very blind. They can only just make out light and dark. Oh, wow. But they started to be able to see shapes and people in front of them. It was amazing. That's incredible. I never even heard of that. No, it's like how how our body can adapt and how, you know, science can do things like that. It's incredible. Mm, Yeah. Mind you, I wouldn't like to have probes on my tongue. I'm day. still, in, <laughs> I'm still find it weird that you call it a tongue and not a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, what does creating art bring to your life personally? It brings joy and release and overall happiness, honestly. Um, it's the, the bright spark in my life right now. Because... You know, that was a lot of my escape when, when things shut down for COVID. Like, I I was like, I finally have time to do art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I painted practically daily. Yeah, and it was um, it was crazy because I was like, oh, I got this itch to, to make something and I can't go anywhere. But thank God for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I had to order some canvases and stuff at some point and the unemployment bonus was, was giving me like basically more money than I was making on the regular basis. So oh, wow. it was like a hundred dollars more a week. So I want to know what would you say to other people who don't think they're able to paint for whatever reason? Um, or don't think they can be creative, what would you say to them? Try it. And honestly, I would say go and take one of those, like, wine and canvas kind of classes. <laughs> like, maybe maybe less wine and more canvas, but... Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Anyone can paint with wine, yeah, can't that's they? That's true. Kind of, let's go with the inhibitions, though. 
Um, so when I first started painting, I went to a class with my mom and my sister and my niece. And we had a blast. Like, it's one of those things where everybody paints the same picture, but you can pick your different colors or whatever. And, but it really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, hey, I can I can do this. So I would suggest to anybody that thinks that they can't, just go try out a class and, you know, try it out on your own first maybe and just give it a shot. If you If you feel like you have a desire to do it, then do it. So your family, are they quite arty as well? Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, okay, my sister is very crafty, I guess you would call it. She's like a jack-of-all-trades, so she knows how to weld. So she welded, like, this little guy together out of silverware, and, like, it's a glasses holder or something like that, you know, crafty stuff so did you did you drag your mum and sister kicking and screaming to that art class then <laughs> <laughs> no they they enjoyed it yeah. um you know i think they were more there to support me and stuff yeah. my aunt kelly actually well she's not really my aunt but she's my mom's best friend and we uh we started doing paint pouring together but i think my family would enjoy painting or doing something creative I gave my mom my paint pens, and she was doing these little things on on rocks, and she did an amazing job. Like she has that latent creativity in her, but she just doesn't have the thing to bring it out. I think. I think my mom's like that actually, because I, I know she never really got the chances. She never, you know, really got much chance at school. Um, she left school really early, but I think she'd have perhaps been creative. It's just people never brought it out of her. Yeah. So maybe that's the same. Yeah. yeah. So what about the people in your life other than your family then? Have you got creative friends that you can go paint with? Or is it are you just... Because it, that's often the hardest part about being a painter, isn't it? You There doesn't seem to be many around all in the same sort of vicinity, does there? It's very rarely you're going to have a friend who's also an artist. Yeah, I have... I would say they're more colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the friends I hang out with are also somewhat creative, just in different ways. Like mm. my friend Andy, he does like stained glass work, and it's really, it's really beautiful work he's done. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I just, I think people are creative just in different ways, you know, yeah. just in their normal life also. But I'm a lot on my own kind of sort of thing out here as a painter but i guess that's a good thing about the internet you know you can make friends online and whatnot so what are your hopes and ambitions for your art in the future uh i well i hope and i'm also on my way to displaying my work in a gallery which excellent um the one is already in multiple galleries just it's it's part of a touring show, so I would like to have a dedicated gallery relationship. So that's part of the story, is the gallery that my painting is currently in, I've talked to them about setting up a, an artist-gallery relationship, and uh, they said that once this piece leaves, that they would actually like to have more of my work there. Oh, fantastic. So it's it's on its way. I think I think things are finally moving forward and my art style is developing more so and Can I just ask cuz I'm sure loads of people want to know, how did you actually get in with the gallery? 
Uh, I went to visit my piece and I talked to the owner. <laughs> so it's, it's simple. simple, yeah. Uh, I I talked to her and and she she gave me some paperwork and I was like, okay. So I messaged them on Instagram and and next thing you know, they were like, okay. Well, once this current show leaves, we'll have space for you to bring in more. Where, where can people find out a bit more about you? Have you got a website or are you on any of the social media channels? So I'm uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Lightning Landscapes. And that's what I call my little business, I suppose you'd say. Um, I also have a TikTok, which I fairly rarely use, but I've been uploading a little bit more often. Are you dancing <laughs> No, no. No, no, just art. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I enjoy dancing, but I have stage fright. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So this um, show, just in case anybody's near you, I don't know, where, where's it going to, the exhibition? Uh, I don't know the next stop, but the company that's in charge of it is called Art Possible Ohio. And okay. it's an organization devoted to artists with disabilities who live in Ohio. And uh, the current stop is in Norwalk. And it's at Artists Open Studios. Great. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people to try and just have a go, even if they think they can't, because you certainly can. I've seen your paintings. You would never really know at all that you had an impairment of your vision. So I was <laughs> astounded uh, when, I, when I saw it. So um, didn't you have a bit one featured in the paper once as well? Am I right? Did I see that somewhere? Yeah, I remember yeah. that as well. I think I was... I think we Googled you. Yeah. I think we were stalking you. We were, we were you. like, who is this man? Because <laughs> originally, you actually said to us, didn't you, would you try and, you know, interview someone with a sight impairment because, you know, I'd like to hear how other people deal with it. And I thought, well, yeah, we'd love to, but actually, <laughs> maybe you're the person right. that can inspire other people. I, that's the goal. Mm. That's the goal. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rick. We really do appreciate it. And best of luck with your, um, you know, your show and exhibition. Yeah, your exhibition. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. All right, then. Take care. Bye. Too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes.